Testing, testing, one, two. All right, welcome to Desmadre Podcast number, what the fuck number is this? Let me look it up real quick. Uh, this week, I am recording from home, from my home office, which happens to include a cat tree right there. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see one of my cat's asses is right there because he's turned around. Maybe he'll turn around a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah. This is podcast number, I think it's 34. Uh, if you're a fan, if you're listening, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, please remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, whatever. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Yes, it's number 34. I just looked it up. Um, Sammy is still out, so it's just going to be me again. Uh, me and some alcohol. This week I'm drinking Sonoma Certified Organic Bourbon Cider. The Anvil. Brought to you by The Anvil. Not really. I wish. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure what we're going to talk about this week. Uh, last week I talked a bit about the house. So we can give you an update on that. We being me, myself, and this cat's ass. Um... We got the house, man. Fucking crazy. Um, it all kind of happened very quickly at the last week, but we officially closed. Uh, legally, we closed yesterday, but we got the keys on Monday. Sent over all the money, and it's ours now. So the last couple of days, I've been going up there just to start getting some things ready. We already got um, bought our appliances and stuff that's going to start uh, getting installed next week and the crazy thing is that um so i don't know if i mentioned i probably did that the house is actually in boulder creek which is way up the fucking mountain basically an hour from san jose um it's kind of a pain to get there but um that's the price you pay for you know getting a reasonable price in the bay area <clears throat> but anyway, so we we signed the papers. We got everything going on Monday. Uh, we were excited. We went and had a glass of wine there. I actually went and bought the chainsaw. It was pretty funny. Uh, I'll put the photo up on YouTube uh, of me and Larissa and the chainsaw because we literally signed the papers at the title company. We drove to the hardware supply store where I bought the chainsaw, bought the chainsaw, and then went to the house. So that was pretty cool. Um, went there, had some wine, uh, listened to some music, chilled out, uh, measured some more things, and then came home. And just to <laughs> describe the ridiculousness of this thing, we had some wine, and then I was driving home. Um, I wasn't faded at all. I just had one glass or something. Um, and Larissa had one glass as well. But on the way back, it's so windy that Larissa was about to fucking throw up in the car. So... That was great, fantastic, very exciting. She was really thrilled about that. Um, but it's, yeah, it's kind of tough uh, for Larissa, I think, because it's going to be a really long commute for her. And, um, you know, she may have to uh, stay in the city a couple nights a week because she's working in the city, so that's kind of crazy. But it also might be kind of cool because we get to spend some more time in the city because I'll go up there too. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, the crazy thing is, so like I said, it was in Boulder Creek or the house is in Boulder Creek. And we signed and got the keys on Monday night. Tuesday morning, we wake up. Oh, there's a cat. Hi, Mochi. If you're uh, watching on YouTube, you can see this shit. She just jumped on the desk. Um, 
we wake up Tuesday morning and Larissa's like, fuck. And she's looking at her cell phone and reading the news or whatever. And there is a wildfire in Boulder Creek. And she's like, there's a wild, there's a wildfire in Boulder Creek. And I was like, oh my God. And you guys knew there was like, you know, the wildfires in Sonoma and Napa and Santa Rosa and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> the week before. So then this is, we're like 75 miles from there. It's pretty far. So we'd seen the haze, but we, we, there was no risk of us being down here. But now there was literally one in Boulder Creek and we're like, fuck. And so we get on, you know, whatever. We're trying to figure out where it is exactly relative to the house. And luckily, thank God, if that's what you're into, um, it was on the complete opposite side of Boulder Creek. And it's not that small. It's pretty, I mean, Boulder Creek is small itself, but Highway 9 separates uh, east and west. The fire was like pretty far west of the 9, and we are pretty far east of the 9. So we were never in any danger, but it was pretty sketchy to just wake up to that news. So cheers to that. I'm going to take a sip of this gluten-free bourbon organic cider. So yeah, I got the chainsaw, a beautiful still chainsaw, gas-powered. Um, I also bought a gas-powered blower, which has actually gotten the most use because because of all the trees, uh, pine needles just fucking cover the whole thing, and you have to clear it out um, before it starts raining. It's actually raining today, so I spent that night, I blew out like the driveway and some other shit. And then uh, I went over to today and did some more work. And there's a ton of gutters and drainages and shit. And spent some time basically, you know, rediscovering my Mexican immigrant roots. Doing some fucking real man work. Um, it's actually kind of fun. Or just maybe for maybe right now it's just kind of a relief to just do kind of mindless manual labor. Um, that's been kind of cool. Uh, just cleaning the house up, getting it ready. Not that it really needed to be cleaned up because it's fucking brand new. There's a whole long story to this. I don't even know, remember what I told you guys last week. But the house was built brand new. A couple was going to live in it and retire there. Something happened to one of their family members and they can't live there. So they sold it. And we got a really good deal on it. Um, and so, yeah, we're the first people to live in it. Which is pretty fucking awesome. Um, other than that... Yeah, it's, um, you know, I guess the, the, this figuring out when we're moving and all that sort of shit, like one of the compromises or one of the agreements I made with Larissa is that like right now, actually in our house, we still, we live in the woods too. So it's pretty cool. Um, and we have a beautiful view from our window and we have a similar setup in the new place right now. My side of the bed is the left side of the bed and, um, which gives me the better side of the, the of the room because that's where the side the the window is on. So I can look out and when I'm there and whatever, you know, it looks a little nicer, I guess. But the closet is on the right side, which, you know, makes sense because there's a window on the left side. The closet in the bedroom is for Larissa and I get the closet in the other bedroom and that's what's going to happen in the other place too. So it makes more sense for her to be on the right side. Wouldn't you agree with me? Yes, you would. Because in the morning she gets ready and blah, 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 blah. But the compromise for the new house is that she's going to have the left side because she should enjoy the house as much as possible because she got a long commute. She put a lot of money into this. Uh, she put more money into the now payment than I did because I'm a fucking scumbag. 
Um, she has better credit than me because I'm a fucking scumbag. So, okay, Larissa, you get the left side of the bed. So she's excited about that. But uh, we were talking about it, and she was like, yeah, it's going to be so, you know, I get the left side of the bed and blah, blah, blah. And then I was just like, I don't know, man. It's going to be weird because, so there's like, it's kind of funny. Like, I just discovered this about myself like last year. But, and I knew that I have like a fucked up nose. I have like a deviated septum, which which means like your fucking nostrils are kind of crooked or something inside. I, I don't know. Some ear, nose, and throat doctor told me that, and she said she could surgically fix it but I was like no I don't want to do that shit but what I discovered is that if I sleep on my left side with my left shoulder down facing right then um, my nose is cleared and I can breathe very nicely when I sleep so typically I'm now I'm sleeping on my left side all the time because I can just I don't have to fucking mouth breathe like a fucking you know a fucking what do you call them Neanderthal and snore and shit, so I just sleep on my left side, and my my nose is like breathing clear, it's fucking dope, and that's fine, that's good, great if you sleep on the left side of the bed, because then Larissa's on the, on the right side, and like I can hug her, and I can spoon her like a fucking man, like I'm the big spoon, you know, that's how shit should be, um, but then I told Larissa, I was like, yo, if I'm sleeping on the left side, and I gotta sleep on my left side, I'm gonna be looking at the wall, and I can't, I can't spoon you, and she's like, that's okay, I can spoon you. And I was like, what the fuck? You're not going to spoon me. That's weird. That's, I don't like you to spoon me. That, like, that, I should be spooning you. And she's like, what's wrong with that? I was like, I don't know. It kind of feels gay. It kind of feels weird. Not that there's anything wrong with that. If that's what you're into, it's just not what I'm into. I don't want to feel like somebody's going to stick something up my butt. And she was just like, we were talking about this. And I was like, it's just going to be weird, you know, because I can't sleep on my right side because then I'm going to snore. I'm just not going to be able to go to sleep because my fucking nose hole is going to be fucking clogged. So, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen there. It may just be that I end up on the left side again. Uh, I will keep you updated on this critical situation with the new home and the bedroom. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I'm eating a chip. I'm sorry. I'm about to talk. It also means that if I'm on my left side... And she's behind me. I can't fucking just let one loose. I just can't fucking fart on her. You know, that's not nice. I don't know. Maybe I'm telling you too much, but this is the real shit, man. This is the shit you got to consider when you're buying a house, people. Tips from a pro right here. Um, In other news, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, holy fucking shit. Biggest fucking train wreck ever. This guy's like Donald Trump of the entertainment world. Nobody even fucking knew it. It's fucking crazy. There's like 70-something women who basically have been harassed, or and now there's people who said they've been raped by him. And this whole campaign, which is like the Me Too campaign. Um, by the way, the Me Too campaign is brought to you by Me Too. Me Too. I don't know why the fuck I said that. <laughs> um, Me Too, yeah. God damn it. I was about to make a joke about that, but it's fucking awful. I mean, basically, I would probably say that at least 50% of the women that I follow on Facebook, or that are friends with on Facebook, threw up the Me Too. Which is like, I mean, if you're if you're a guy, you know pretty much every woman has been harassed, because you have probably harassed every woman around you. Like, quite frankly, like, if I went back and thought about every stupid fucking thing I did in high school and college and last week... I probably harassed 
everyone that I know, pretty much. Maybe not physically, but certainly saying stupid shit. Um, and I don't know. I don't know why. Um, you know, we've always thought that was okay or that behavior was normal, or whatever. But um, it basically, it shouldn't be a surprise. And uh, Larissa made a good point about this. And there was a good article in AfroPunk.com about you know how this actually should be a movement of men coming to uh, uh, the realization and the responsibility of like what we do. Um, and I don't really know what the fuck, like, it should just be me too. Yeah, I fucking did that shit too. Hey, yeah, me too. Motherfucker, I did that shit too. Like, I grabbed a girl's butt in high school. I was fucking, you know, basically like, I, I don't know. I was thinking about this earlier. I was just like, guys in high school, back in my day, um, I mean, people were just trying to get laid. And like, that was the whole fucking thing was like, how can you talk a girl into getting laid? It wasn't like, how can you ask a girl nicely? That Nobody even really, th- I mean, I guess you did. I mean, you, you had a, if you had a girlfriend or whatever and it was cool, like, I mean, yes, that's part of it as well. But, the, the uh, you know, a big part of it was more like fucking tricking a girl into getting laid. And I guess some people never really grow out of that. And they continue to do that in the workplace and, you know, just in their personal lives, like cheating and shit like that. But um, I, I think it really does have to start. The conversation has to start younger in terms of like talking to your kids about, you know, what it means, uh, you know, to be physically intimate with another person, whether it's a male or a female or whatever it is. Um, and and the responsibility that comes with that. <clears throat> God damn, it sounds like I'm crying, but I'm not. I'm just got itchy throat. Because I was working like a fucking man today. Blowing leaves, motherfuckers. <sighs> Well-deserved organic bourbon cider. The fuck is this shit? How strong is this? Gluten-free. No sulfites. 6% alcohol. Fantastic. Yeah, I think you just got to talk to your kids. Kids got to learn about this stuff. And the crazy thing is that the conservative movement really kind of moves in the other direction, which is like, don't talk to your kids. And like, it's all about, um, what is it called? Abstinence. Like, I mean, abstinence, I mean, yeah, if you're completely abstinent, of course it's going to work. You're not going to get somebody pregnant. But um, who the fuck does that? Who's who's abstinent? Who is truly abstinent? Like, I can't, I'm going to stop saying that because it just, I keep saying it and it just sounds weird every time it comes out of my mouth. Abstinent. It's like you're abstinent from school. Um, I got perfect attendance. I got zero abstinence. Tight. All right, cool. Like that means like you got laid a lot, so you got perfect attendance. I don't even know the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, you guys just got to talk to your kids about it earlier and make it seem normal and just make it like part of the conversation in terms of, hey, you got to ask a girl. You got to do this. And if you don't, you can't trick somebody. Like, these are really simple concepts, you know, it's kind of the same thing that you teach your kids with regards to money and property and personal space. Personal space is kind of venturing into the same thing, but basically kids know they're not supposed to steal. They know they're not supposed to, you know, slap kids and be violent with them. So you should have that same conversation with regards to sex. I think a lot of people are now, but... The conservative trend really is to just almost not talk about it, which is kind of crazy. Um, and I'm just 
totally assuming that's what it is, but um, yeah, I, you know, I don't go to church, so I don't know, I don't know what the church and people are telling their kids these days, you know, like maybe certain churches, like they do have, um, you know, um, some sort of sex ed, I fucking doubt it, I really, really fucking doubt it, wouldn't that be good though if churches had sexual education, um, and wasn't it just about like, you know, a man lay with a woman, or whatever they say, um, and like, uh, that would just be weird. I don't think I want like a pastor doing sex education. You know, our sexual, our sex ed teacher in the in high school, he was cool as fuck. He was like a redneck. He was this dude. What was his name? He was a redneck. He actually had red hair, I believe. But he was this older dude, and his thing was he was a rancher. He had like a ranch outside of Fort Worth, but he was a teacher and he was a health teacher. So he'd come in and teach us stuff, and the cool thing about him was that he taught it very kind of biologically, if that makes any sense, because he, he was into, like, farming and shit, and, like, he had cows, and so he would just talk about things with regards to the human body, similar to how you might talk about a fucking cow or a horse or whatever. Um, in my case, you know, a horse, you know what I mean? Not really. I wish. Um, but... It was. I thought he was a really good teacher because he just kind of made it like cut and dry, and like you know, people would ask like these raw ass questions, but and he would never get a rise out. He would just be like, "Well, you know, like an animal, da 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 da." And it was like, that's great because we're fucking animals, so that's how it should be taught. Um, so yeah, maybe you shouldn't put it into the church because then it gets wrapped up in morals and stuff. It should just be like a science class about your pee pee and a hoo ha and whatever the fuck you want to call that shit. Um, but anyway, uh, Harvey Weinstein, hopefully this conversation does lead to some changes. I think it definitely is, um, you know, it's making uh, women feel empowered to talk about this stuff, which I think is good, but it still is kind of a victimization sort of stance and campaign and, and it should be more, um, I don't know, men, men got to take a little more responsibility and, and, you know, really think about the next generation and, and, and talking to kids that way, and, um, I, I have seen some men come out and say, like, I've been a scumbag, I've done this stuff in the past, like, this is great, I'm learning, and that sort of stuff, so I think that's good, overall, I think this is really good, uh, Harvey Weinstein may have served a purpose for humanity after all, um, in, in the process, ruined a bunch of fucking women's lives, and made some very good movies, uh, but I still don't know what the fuck's gonna happen to this guy, he's in Europe, he's in hiding, this guy apparently is going to get charged for rape in Utah and L.A. even is what I read last. Um, I don't know. We'll see what the fuck happens. Chip break. Um, what else is in the news? Uh, Donald Trump insulted some families of dead soldiers. Um... My cat's butt is still there. Um, the Dodgers, I heard, just won the NCLS, the National NLCS, sorry, National League Championship Series, defeating the Cubs four to one uh, in a series of four to one. They won four games, lost one, so they are going to the World Series for the first time since nineteen eighty eight. Um, 
which had the whole like Kirk Gibson like fist pump fucking thing. Um, I, I didn't saw, I didn't see that World Series for some reason, but it was an epic World Series. Um, what the fuck else is going on? I should just pause this and read the news real quick. Um, I'll talk about some personal shit. Um, I had a yearly review for my job this week. That was pretty good. I exceeded expectations. And, uh, yeah. So that's good. I got a little bonus. That's tight. Um, apparently John Kelly just made some comments. Uh, that is, um, the chief of staff for Donald Trump. I don't know what the fuck he said, but... He has defended Trump's call to Army Widow and assails critics. Um, he was stunned to see the criticism. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, this is just a mess. I mean, we're just going to have to keep dealing with Trump. I'm almost just fucking shouldn't even talk about him because it's a fucking mess every single day of the fucking week. And we're going to have to just keep dealing with it until uh, they have something on that's strong enough to get rid of them. Um, what the fuck else is going on, man? I keep thinking Larissa's home. So I keep freaking out. I'm being self-conscious. 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 All right, I'm going to pause for one second here because I got to look something up. Testing, testing. All right, shit, we're back. I'm sorry, people. Thing is, I did not prepare for this podcast at all, so I had no fucking idea what I was going to talk about after Harvey Weinstein. Because that seems like that's the only thing in the news. So what I just did is I did five minutes worth of research so that I could talk about something that does not include me spooning and my nose issues. Um... Not really research. I just try to remember shit that I'm like watching or doing right now. Um, I've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm season like 74 or whatever it is, the new one. It's pretty fucking good. It's really hilarious. There's a guy, a black dude who's in the show now named Leon. He's a character. I think his name is Leon. He's really funny. But Larissa says that he is a um, a trope, a just a collection of, uh, you know... Um, stereotypes for African-Americans because he says all this shit like he's trying, he's the cool one, teaching Larry to be cool. But I was like, of course that would happen though, like, because Larry's not cool. <clears throat> and fuck it, I don't care. I'm, I think it's funny as shit. Like, Leon's a really good actor. He's funny. And um, I've, well, a friend of mine who's black, well, a friend of mine on Facebook, really likes the show. So I said, fuck it. It's fine. If one black person likes it, then that's okay. Uh, but yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, I think it's on the third episode of season 11, maybe. It's pretty fucking funny. It is hilarious. There's an episode where Larry um, meets this woman who uh, is a barber, a hairstylist or whatever, and she's a lesbian. And so then, like, you know, they um, he gets her to, to give him a haircut. When he's talking to her, she says she's about to get married to her partner, and she says that she's going to be the bride. But Larry's like, what? Because she's kind of butch. And he's like, no, you you, you got to be the, the groom. And she's like, no. And, you know, my, my wife, my partner is going to be the the bride. 
no, the, my, my partner's going to be the groom. And she shows him the photo of, of uh, her partner. And her partner's like this really hot, like just a more feminine looking. And basically Larry fucks it all up in the usual Larry way. And um, he starts like a fatwa against like the Ayatollah of Iran. It's pretty fucking funny. You guys check it out. Curb Enthusiasm Season 11. Another thing in uh, entertainment that I was reading is that I guess there's some documentary about El Chapo that is about to come out on Netflix. And in this documentary, it alleges that Sean Penn is the one who tipped off the FBI or whatever about El Chapo's whereabouts. And Sean Penn is suing, trying to get them to stop the release of that documentary. I fucking would too. I'd be, well, Chapo's in jail, but his brother's not. Um, oh, no, 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 not his brother. I'm confusing it with Escobar. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Chapo can do. I'm sure he can still do something. So I'd be scared of shit too. I'd be like, stop. Nope, nope. But they're going to put it out there anyway. So it sounds like Netflix is pretty much in the business of fucking up narco like you know careers or exploiting their uh stories anyway because with narcos and the whole uh pablo escobar story it looks like they're getting sued there by escobar's brother and now sean penn is suing suing because of chapo um but we'll see what the fuck happens sean penn's fucking kind of gone off the deep end it's really crazy how a lot of these 80s actors and directors and shit are like completely like, I don't know, it's like they've lost it. Like, um, there's, um, no, Oliver Stone actually used to be one of my favorite directors. And I, I must say, like, I really liked his early stuff. The huge fan of Salvador, which is a great, you know, crazy movie wrapped. Um, no, it's actually a social message movie wrapped in a fun buddy movie. Crazy fun. Uh, movie with James Woods and James Belushi. Uh, James Woods is a complete fucking nut job. That guy's like fucking Trump ass licker. Like he just he just constantly like trolls people online on Twitter. And he was recently accused of trying to pick up a sixteen year old actress, which is I guess what Hollywood people do. <sighs> it's a good thing I'm not in Hollywood because I might be under arrest right now. All right, I'm talking to my ass now. Um, but James Woods, he's a fucking nut job. And then Oliver Stone in, came kind of to the defense of Harvey Weinstein and said, like, you know, um, I don't know the, all the details and, like, you know, who knows, like, what happened and blah, 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 blah. Same thing with Woody Allen. That's an older generation. But um, Sean Penn, he definitely has kind of gone off the deep end, but he's definitely more, like, socially conscious. He's more woke. I would say he spent a lot of time down in Haiti, you know, volunteering and giving money and all this shit. Um, but hopefully he doesn't get fucking murdered for ratting Chapo out. We'll, we'll see how that story develops. Um, in other news, I thought this was a fucking dope ass story since I am drinking right now. Um, apparently, according to the Journal of Psychopharmacology, drinking makes learning a new language easier. The results of a study show that participants who consumed alcohol had significantly better observer ratings for their Dutch language, specifically better pronunciation, compared with those who did not consume alcohol. 
However, alcohol no, had no effect on self-ratings of Dutch language skills. What does that mean? I don't even know the fact that that means. Conclusion. Acute alcohol consumption. To acute. That means like, turn up. Get the fucking... I don't say it's full. Fucking show up with the 12. Fucking open that fucking Ingles sin barreras and fucking just start jamming Coronas. Fucking learn English and they will lot of fool. Or Berlitz. Whatever your choice of program might be. Uh, acute alcohol consumption may have beneficial effects on the pronunciation of a foreign language in people who have recently learned that language. I guess the story or the, the theory is that you're not as embarrassed, which makes sense because that's like the biggest part of it is like when you're trying to learn, you're kind of, oh, I don't look stupid. And then you just look fucking stupider. Um, whereas if you were just like, fuck it, fool, you just start talking all. Apparently I took a East LA language class. Fuck it, fool, man. Look at look at this. I just, I'm I'm taking my... My uh, East L.A., how to speak like East L.A. class, and I'm drinking beers. All right, I'm going to read you uh, read you this in East L.A. Participants who consumed alcohol, if will, they talk better, man. Go on, man, fool. That's tight. That's tight. Fuck it, fool. Fuck it. Yeah. See? See, that shit works for sure. Anyway, if you're going to learn language, I guess you just got to start drinking more. Um... I do speak Spanish, as you can tell by my beautiful, um, you know, slang I threw in there. And in, in seventh, was it seventh grade? Eighth grade? Eighth grade, I took French. So I know a tiny bit of French. So stuff like, uh, well, let me think. Um, Pourquoi est que tu es très bête? Why are you so stupid? Huh? Huh? Pretty good. Um, ouvre la porte. Open the door. Hell yes. What else do I know in French? Um, damn it, I can't. I can't remember any. I don't think alcohol helps with recall. It's not working for me. Let's see. If Sammy was here, I'd be like, "Yo, throw me some phrases. I'll try to say them in French." Um, let's see. Um, I, I can read French because it's very close to Spanish, actually. And we've been to France a few times over the last few years. And um, I always try to impress the rest of like, say shit. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, though. I just like, basically, like, we just go drinking. And then I, yeah, it shit works. I can start drinking and I start acting like I talk French. And I just kind of, and then like, she's like, oh, my God, you speak French. I'm like, fuck, yeah, I do. Shit, yeah. Fucking international, baby. Uh, you know what I mean? I fucking East LA, all the way to France. Fuck yes. The fuck am I saying here? Anyway, I'm gonna move on to another topic here. Uh, there's this dude named Yuval Noah Harari. He is an Israeli history professor, and he wrote a book that I read last year called Sapiens. And everybody should read this fucking book because it covers pretty much the history of mankind. All the way from our evolution, uh, from apes into hunter-gatherers, and then into, uh, you know, farmers, into the savages that we are now. Uh, but it was it was a really game-changing book in terms of uh, kind of a perspective 
on uh, humanity for me. Um, I read it a year ago. It's really, really good. It's called Sapiens. You should read it. I'm only mentioning this to you now because he's come out with another book, and I don't actually think it's that recent. It's just recent for me. I just started, uh, I literally just downloaded it on my Kindle the other day. But um, I really, really want to read this. I'm going to read it pretty soon after I finish the current book I'm reading. But this book is a continuation of Sapiens. Uh, whereas Sapiens, he covers, you know, uh, basically the evolution of, of man up to now. This book is called Homo Deus, A Brief History of Tomorrow. And in Sapiens, the book cover, just so you can tell what the difference is, has a thumbprint of a human on it. In Homo Deus, it has the same thing. But if you zoom in, that thumbprint actually looks like a digital circuit, and there's like a little chip embedded in it. So where are we going? Are we going to be cyborgs? Are we going to be replicants? Yes, we are, actually, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I believe that eventually we will be able to store our memories into uh, some sort of a computer and continue to live forever. I really do believe that. I think it, it'll happen. Um, obviously, if power goes out, you're fucking dead. But if there's backup power and backup backup power, then maybe you're going to be okay. So anyway, I don't need, really know what the fuck he says, but here's here's a central thesis I'm going to read from Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. Remember when you did... Are you old enough to have had actual encyclopedias in your house? We did. We had these fucking things called Collier's, Collier's Encyclopedia. Man, they took up like shit little room. And that's what you would look up and copy anytime you did a report. You just copied that shit straight out of there. The lion is a is a you know, a fucking feline, a mammal, uh that roams uh, Africa and his teeth are da 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 man, I just straight up copied that shit. Collier's encyclopedia. Now people I guess just copy Wikipedia. Anyway, okay, here's the here's me copying Wikipedia. The central thesis of Homo Deus is that organisms are algorithms. And as such, Homo sapiens may not be dominant in a universe where dataism becomes the paradigm. Dataism, what the fuck? Okay. Bullet point number two. Since the verbal language revolution some seventy thousand year ago years ago, Humans live with an intersubjective reality, such as countries, borders, religion, money, and companies, all created to enable large-scale flexible cooperation between different individual human beings. Humanity is separated from animals by humans' ability to believe in these intersubjective constructs that exist only in the human mind and are given force through collective belief. Dope, I get that. Okay. Cool, I understand. But I actually think we're not the only ones. I think monkeys do that shit too. And actually, like, my cats do that shit too. There's, like, they gang up on each other, man. And that's inter- intersubjective reality. Like, they have, like, you know, they know what property is. Like, one of our cats has a cat bed. And he's like, bitch, you better get the fuck out of my cat bed, motherfucker. I will fucking stab you with my claw. So I don't think humans are the only ones. But okay, I'm going to go along. Bullet point number three. Humankind's immense ability to give meaning to its actions and thoughts is what has enabled its many achievements. Eh. Okay. Harari also argues that humanism is a form of religion 
that worships humankind instead of a god. It puts it put puts it puts humankind and its desires as a top priority in the world, in which humans themselves are framed as the dominant beings. Humanists believe that ethics and values are derived internally within each individual, rather than from an external source. During the 21st century, Harari believes that humanism may push humans to search for immortality, happiness, and power. Well, no fucking shit. Like, people have been searching for that forever. The fucking Spanish were searching for, like, the fountain of youth and shit. I don't need that during the 21st century. Come on, man. I'm, I might not even read this book now. Fucking Wikipedia is ruining it for me. Okay, last bullet point. Technological developments have threatened the continued ability of human beings to give meaning to their lives. Harari suggests the possibility of the replacement of humankind with a superman or homo deus, human god, endowed with supernatural abilities such as eternal life. That's what I said. Fuck. Started that shit right from the beginning. I should have just gone right to the end. Okay, you got me. I'm going to read this book. Um, But I don't think I fully agree on this humanism, uh, form of religion sort of shit. Maybe this because I don't really believe that. I I don't really think humans are that special. We're fucking idiots. And I believe cats are the smartest creatures on the planet. Because, man, I I wake up and I have to go to work. And I got to do shit. I got to do this and that. These cats wake up, they fucking wake me up. They're like, yo, give me some motherfucking food. They're like fucking running around. And then like, I give them food. And then they eat, and they're fucking happy. And then they come back in bed, and they're like, hey, give me a hug. And I give them a hug. I'm a fucking idiot. These cats, cats are the gods. These fucking house cats, not lions. Those fools are idiots. Those those guys are going extinct. But the common house cat, and I guess the dog, but the dog is kind of stupid. But the house cat... That is a genius creature. They just roam little houses, like this little piece of shit house we're in right now. And they just get fed. They take a shit in a little fucking bucket of dirt. I get to, they get a, a human god, this human idiot to go around and clean it. You know, take them to the vet. Man. Just figured out. The true god. The common house cat. All right, that's all I got to talk about. I'm fucking babbling now. Thank you very much for listening to this Madre podcast number fucking 34. I already forgot which one it is. If you enjoy this, please remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Instagram, and Twitter, and blah, 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 blah. And um, next week, I promise, um, maybe I'll have this a little better organized. I was actually going to talk to... uh, G-Biz, who I mentioned on the podcast last time, he was going to be uh, a guest, but I fucked up, and I fucked up the schedule uh, with him, so that's my bad, maybe he will be on next week, because uh, he's a dope dude, so anyway guys, I hope you have a great week, remember to fucking wash your teeth, brush your teeth, and if you want to lo- learn a new language, uh, turn up motherfuckers, see you next week. Buenos días. Yo hablo español. Yo soy español. See, I just learned Spanish Spanish. I know the East LA. I know the Mexico shit. 
ahora estoy hablando como español porque me vale madre como... Porque me vale... Buenos días, gente. ¿Cómo estamos? Bienvenidos al restaurante. Vamos a comer paella y unos pinchos. Y aquí tenemos un jamón serrano. That sounds fucking retarded. I am out.